Uh, I know what the Badgers look like, and that's crap. Uh, Wisconsin, not good. Uh, Connor is Siegen good, and I've already seen this, Rowdy. It's something left to get to coming up here. Uh, but a lot of people already uh, saying Connor Asijin could be hitting the transfer portal after what we've seen the past you know, five out of the last six games, losing, losing, losing. Is uh, the transfer portal and how it operates now, is that already uh, something that we should be fearful of for one of our best players in Connor Asijin, the freshman? Or is it way – that's part of the panic meter right now. It's way too early well, for that. I think if you are in the pro-fire guard camp – I think uh, the best possible thing for you would be seeing Connor Asijin in the transfer portal. Ooh, yeah, because that would definitely get the seat of Greg Gard a lot hotter uh, than it would be. All right, so, okay, last night, uh, the first half offense, uh, they went bucket for bucket with Maryland for 15 minutes, but here's the thing. It, the game doesn't stop after 15 minutes, and Connor Asijin, huge part of it. The dude uh, tied a season high for himself, a 17 points, four or six from beyond the arc. His fifth straight game in double figures, he's shooting 45.2% on three-pointers. So that figure would put him in the top 10 in the country if he had enough attempts to qualify. So uh, remember, he didn't. He came off the bench to start the year. But Rowdy, then Maryland went on a 27-13 to run at the end of the first half, the beginning of the second, and then never looked back and won 73-55. to That was an ass-kicking of the Badgers last night. They couldn't get going besides the season. No one could do anything. Chucky yeah, they Hep- got absolutely stomped. Chucky no. Hepburn was terrible. In the first game where they played Maryland, obviously they were 100%. Tyler Wall had no ankle injury. Max Klesmet was playing. Clearly that was a loss, just in general, playing defense on guards. Yeah. But if you look, Reese and Scott, two of the Maryland big men in that first game, did not play well. Yeah. They did not shoot the basketball very well. They weren't efficient. Guess who came to play last night? Those two. Those two big men down low. Oh, yeah, and uh, Young, arguably their best scorer. He also was shooting the ball quite well. He was balling. But I think the biggest thing was the difference in the two games was the two big men from Maryland didn't play well in the first game. Wisconsin wasn't uh, was healthy. Second game, they played really well. Wisconsin's still not healthy. Yeah, Wisconsin is uh, has morphed into this, like who was this team to start the year, and who are the, and they're nowhere near who that team was now. Uh, it's again, it's just like Max Klesman is you know, being that thin. Is it that tough for okay, them? Okay, if you like, go through the Wisconsin roster, I'm just gonna say the name, and you tell me if they are. Average to above average college basketball player. Yeah. Steven Crowell. I'd say above average. Tyler Wall. Above average. Connor Seijan. Uh, above average. Chucky Hepburn. <laughs> average right now. Max Klesman. A- average. Okay, so we got five at average. Yeah. Here's the rest of the roster that's played lately. Jordan Davis. Below average. Marcus Silver. Below. Connor uh, Carter Gilmore. Below. Chris Hodges. Uh, jury's out below. Kamari McGee. Non-existent. Isaac Lindsay. The greenest light in America. Ex- okay, so we're at, we're at out, <laughs> the of the guys, point. out of the guys that have played in recent memories, you have five out of the 12 guys that are average college Division One basketball players. I would put... Uh, a. Crowell is up there. Asijin is up there. Chucky Hepburn has been really tough. I know he's a good player, but he's been really tough these past couple. He had three points last night and three shots. It was as low as he's ever had. I don't know what Chucky Hepburn was doing last night. He did not show up. It's literally it was just Asijin last night. I guess Crowell hit some big ones. I mean, overall, though, I come up with about five guys yeah. that are average Division One college basketball players. Um, and, but but yet you you have to play other guys because. Well, you can't just play five guys every single night. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, two out of those five guys that I think everyone would claim to be average or above in college basketball. Well, Tyler Wall missed three games, and he's been rusty for the most part since coming back. Yeah. And uh, Max Klesmitz now missed two games and didn't play last night either. I saw some people, two out of the five. I saw some people saying Tyler Wall shouldn't be uh, getting the most shots. Last night for the Badgers. Tyler Wall is your leading scorer. Like, he was the leading scorer before he got hurt. Um, Asijin was one below him. So, what, do you want the Badgers not to go to their strength? And Tyler Wall, who's, I know he's been struggling since the, the injury, uh, coming back from the injury. What, what do you want him to do? I mean, Crowell, Crowell looked good at times, you know. Wall looked 
okay, I guess. It was Conor, it was the Conor Seaton show last night, Rowdy. The dude was money. Um, outside of that, how, how are you going to win with just one guy, a freshman, when your point guard, Chucky Hepburn, he, Chucky Hepburn was one of three. He played 25 minutes. In the end, he just, they just benched him because he wasn't any good. They had three points last night. Like You're not going to win games in the Big Ten when you have literally like Connor Asijan, a freshman, carrying the load. It's, 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 well, and it also doesn't help when we're talking about you're about five guys deep on this roster, mm-hmm. but clearly you have to play eight or nine guys. And there's no, there's no clear-cut the guy. If you take away, well, let's screw it. Including Carter Gilmore, the bench, which included five guys, scored six points, all from Carter Gilmore. Uh They had three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. That was the bench. That's that's not good, that that right? doesn't even make one decent player off the bench. That's not no, it doesn't. And you're throwing and how many guys are throwing in there in the bench? One, two, five. three, four, five. Yeah, five. Five guys don't even make one decent guy off the bench. Yeah, that's not good. You're very and Carter thin. Gilmore played tw- almost 25 minutes. And there's some ba- there's some tough. T- if you take if you take Carter Gilmore off, we're talking about three rebounds, no points. Yeah, nothing. No points. No. You're talking about... If you take Carter Gilmore off, they were a combined 0 for 8 shooting. If you take Carter Gilmore off of there and three of those shots was a gigantic brick from Isaac Lindsay, another one was a layup where he looked like he had butter on his hands and just, I don't even know what he was doing with this layup. It was... Uh, the the Badgers are thin and it's glaring. It's It's very, very tough. Now, yesterday... You asked both Ben and I if this was a must win, and I said no. But if they lose, Illinois at home on Saturday feels like a must win. Oh, yeah. It feels like a must win. It does. The panic meter is uh, rising fast, quickly. If they want to uh, make it to March Madness, there is a shirt over here. It says Badgers to NIT. Could that be coming to fruition this year? Because this team, from where they started to where they are now, night and day difference. Well, if you stopped and cut this season off, three games into the big big 10 season where they were three and oh, remember we were laughing and said, ha, ha, they only have to probably win. Now this was before the Grambling state game was canceled. Yep. Ha ha. They probably only have to win maybe seven more games. And now, now <laughs> Grambling state was canceled. They've started obviously playing more big 10 games here. Um, but yeah, we're still saying uh, they need seven more wins, and it's hard to find them. Uh, Minnesota, yes, that's there's a win. You, you think you'd hope? Outside of that, I mean, there's no I gimmies. Think, I, like I said, I think they got four more wins in them. There's no gimmies here besides maybe Minnesota. So, ooh, ooh. all right, we'll get into it. It's it's tough. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Steve, what's hey. up, man? Hey, I can't really disagree with much that's been said about that game last night that's the first time i've turned off a badger game Ooh. before that and and i can't tell you what a long long, long time Let's see i think i turned it off actually i didn't turn it off i just went to the other side of the room and was like dicking around doing some other things it still was on but i heard the final whistle <laughs> i shuddered <laughs> we uh we're watching the old man that's a fx series that's on Ooh, it's excellent by the way jeff bridges oh i want to see that i heard it was good yeah, that's really good. It's good. But um, so about la- about the game last night, what what's where they're really failing? You know, everybody looks at the box score is defensively. Uh, if if you look at the change between the first and the second half, the coach said told must have told him at halftime, no outside shots, just drive the ball to the basket. They cannot stop you. And that's if you looked at if you if you were to watch it again, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd 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 see they 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 didn't shoot outside the paint in the second half for at least the first half of the half, um, they they just took the ball to the hoop and we did nothing. We did nothing to stop them. They got shots every time. And the closer you get to the basket, the higher, you know, the higher um, shooting percentage you're going to have. And the Badgers just settle for their, their, their shots, their outside shots. And their, their roster is lacking. I mean, the easiest thing for people to do is say everybody wants to fire everybody. You know, I know it's, I mean, that's a need. That's the easy thing to do. Fire, fire, fire. And, and, you know, I certainly hope 
the best for the Badger football team. But yeah, you made a point. Fickle, they hasn't won anything yet. They're ready to name a Big Ten coach of the year yeah. or whatever. Which so, I'm excited about Fickle too. It's just I, my expectations always get up every for everything. So it's like, but at the same time, you got to check yourself a little bit, you know. And I, I don't know that I see, and I don't know that I see the, the same thing with the, the basketball team and the football team. I do know that the basketball team has a pretty good recruiting class coming in next year. Should they, yeah. should they all show up? Um, I don't know that he wants to eat, uh, eat Chris payout, and then uh, Granados will has to be on that list too. I, I just. I don't know if he wants to go that route. I mean, you'd have a tough time maybe getting coaches in here if, if you think you're. Well, I mean, you know, let's think about let's lead. think about you know everyone compares kind of now Guard and Chris a little bit. Like Paul Chris, can can we all agree that Paul Chris the last couple seasons it felt like you were teetering downwards. Like have you have you ever felt like you were teetering downwards with Greg Guard in Wisconsin basketball? I mean, they just won the Big Ten last year. You know. Well. Yeah, and and I think uh, there's things probably outside the wins and losses that really contributed to Crest, um, like yeah. the recruiting and the yeah. flipping recruiting yeah. and not staffing department. I I don't know that you can you can't make it's not comparing apples to apples with, no, with guard and guard and and Chris. So um, yeah, it, it's going to get uglier from here. I mean, I <laughs> I don't know maybe Illinois on Saturday, but these other teams. I watched a little bit of, of Big Ten basketball, and they seem to be getting better. Um, yeah. We don't. We're, go, we're, we're going. We're going. We're, yeah. we're trending in the other direction. So I can't wait to. I'll get to work and I'll fire up the the Twitch machine. I gotta. I gotta see what your uh, what Rowdy looks what like? your partner looks like. He's looking badass, dude. Rowdy's got some really good facial hair. Like it is. I I, I, I kind of. I gotta pinpoint it. Like Chester Cheetos goatee and mustache, kind of. I don't know what it is. It looks good though. It looks badass. I'm trying to figure it out as uh, I'm like looking at movie goatees right now. <laughs> it looks good, Steve. Fire up Twitch. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he's the handsome devil as ever. So. Oh, of course, of course. Steve, good stuff, brother. All right, see you, thanks. So I was curious, and I looked up what Joe Lenardi had, right? Because the two big college basketball guys, Ken Palm and Joe Lenardi. Yeah. Ken Palm, <clears throat> excuse me, going into that game yesterday, had Wisconsin at 63. Now, roughly, it's roughly the top 68 teams go to the NCAA tournament, right? Uh-huh. But then you got to factor in conference championship wins, blah, blah, blah. If you look at Joe Lenardi, this was his projections Monday morning. I got it. Monday morning, Joe Lenardi had Wisconsin penciled in as a nine seed. But since that Monday morning, they lost to Northwestern, who was penciled in as a 11 seed. Uh And they lost to Maryland, who was penciled in as one of the first four games to play. So two teams that are way on the fringe of the NCAA tournament, they've now lost to both of them this week. So I'm going to guess that if (laughs) Joe Lenardi comes out on Monday, Wisconsin's definitely dropping. Who knows if they're even in this field, especially if they lose to Illinois. So they were a nine seed on Monday. And now who knows what's going to happen. Nine seed on Monday, but since then, lost lost to Northwestern, who again, penciled in as an 11 seed and is in his quote-unquote last four in, and lost to Maryland, who was one of the uh, teams that had to play to get into the tournament. They were one of the four out of that 68. (laughs) So those are not great losses when you are kind of on the fringe there as a nine seed and losing to teams that are already on the fringe. Yeah, that's not good. That is not good. All right, Rowdy, my memory jogged a little bit before we hit break here. Did you ever watch the show Sons of Anarchy? No. Man, there's a... Jax is one of the final or one of the main characters. He's got a very similar goatee to him. What about that comparison? I, I remember seeing commercials for that. Is, show. is that a fair comparison instead of like you know Nate saying Screech? Like I, I would say <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, you guys are a little different hair haircut, you know, on top, but the uh, the goatee on the bottom, not too bad. Or we could just go with Brad Pitt. Uh, what movie though? Brad Pitt. I, I gotta. I gotta start looking up Brad Pitt. Uh, fa- well, I just Whoa, mean bro, in Brad, Brad Pitt rocked that goatee for what? Yours is much more thicker though and bigger. Yours more like a biker, I would say. <laughs> Looks good. I like it. It's because the electric razor died. <laughs> I love it. Like, <laughs> Rowdy, Rowdy, after the Badger games, like I gotta do something before I lose my sanity. Oh, I know. I'm gonna shave my beard. Starts shaving, and the <laughs> the electric razor dies. He's like, I'll just leave it. It's a good look. Yeah, Twitch.tv. 
My name, Ebo says, you can see us. You can see Rowdy's glorious goatee. I love it. I dig it. But last night, my God, did that game stink. Yeah, um, it wasn't good. But it's funny. I mean, the, your buddy Bardo, by the way, in the broadcast, uh, just crushing it, RJ. Yeah. I thought of Tom and Egg Harbor, too. Tom, if you're out there, did you watch on mute? But, you know, they were talking about, you know, it was Maryland having, like, the full court press. And they're like, yeah, usually uh, Wisconsin can make players or uh, teams play their style of basketball. Maryland's trying to pick up the pace. They more want to be a run team where Wisconsin wants to slow you down and grind you. Wisconsin was going bucket for bucket uh, in the fast-paced style for for 15 minutes. Maryland's not even really exactly a big up-and-down team. Well, I mean, compared to Wisconsin, but yeah. Anybody is an up-and-down team compared to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is in this identity crisis right now. I remember Wisconsin can't make free throws. They're not playing defense anymore. Uh, they're not being able to impose their will of playing their style of basketball. I mean, it was so long and such, you know, Wisconsin's so good at that, of doing all those things I just said they're not doing. And now you look at Wisconsin, you're like, okay, like, what are you? Just a team that's not that good? You're thin? You can't, sh- like, your offense just couldn't get going besides that first 15 minutes. Your defense was abysmal. Boys, I mean, Maryland shot 56%. That is tied for the best percentage against the Badgers since Ohio State hit 66% in December of 2017. Yeah, but didn't it look like it was really easy for Maryland? Yeah, and it was Especially very painful in the second and hard half. for Wisconsin. Especially in the second half. Like, what ha- what happened defensively, man? I mean, Chucky, Chucky Hepburn was a shell of himself last night. And uh, did they just get – does Maryland just have better players? Like, what? what they, the Badgers beat them before. Mm-hmm. Like, who was the Badger team to start the year? Who is this Badger team now? Like – you were uh, you asked me, you know, when they lost to Kansas and then eventually went on to beat Marquette, right? Like, this team is finishing fourth or better, no problem, a shoo-in for the tournament. And now you look at it, like, this team is tied for ninth where they were projected. They're not finishing fourth place. That's not happening. And I don't know if they're making the tournament. Like, who is this team, Rowdy? Like, are they in an identity well, crisis? Well, I think the beginning of the year, and it's we kind of talked about this yesterday, beginning of the year, they actually did play a pretty tough non-conference schedule compared to other Power 5 schools. I feel like we got a little too overhyped when the team was shooting the lights out, playing extremely good defense, and everyone was healthy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like since we got into the calendar month of January, that... Well, one, Tyler Walls missed three games. Max Klesman has missed two games. But their defense hasn't been very good. No. The shooting is going to come and go, and I don't think you could really imagine that this team was going to shoot like they did the first month, month and a half of the season because they were shooting way out of their minds. But the defense falling off is a huge thing. Yeah. And... I mean, four different players from Maryland scored in double digits. Now, that honestly might be the difference between losing last night's game by five and losing it by 18 is the defense. Yeah. But I think we might have just got a little bit bit over our skis with Wisconsin basketball (laughs) for the early success. That was kind of smoke and mirrors. I mean, large part last night, Maryland known to paint. They outscored the Badgers 30 to 22 inside. Maryland thirteen of eighteen on layups. They well, I mean, when you're three dunks, when your big men can miss layups, it's always good. That's the most. I don't know what's more confusing: big men missing layups or just anyone missing free throws. I don't. I, I always struggle which one's well, tougher to wrap my brain. This around. is the other thing. This team all year. Normally, when you get out rebounded, your odds of winning the game go down yeah, significantly. No, makes sense. This Wisconsin basketball team. I think has got out rebounded almost like every game this year. You can go back and look in games that they won. There's a lot of games out there that they've won where they've gotten out rebounded. So not only are you getting out rebounded every game, you're extremely thin. We talked about it earlier today. You have probably five guys that are average to above average division one college basketball players, not the burger place. Your shooting is going to be up and down, and now you're not playing defense to the level you were earlier. Expensive. Really, how many games does that recipe say you're going to win? Not many. many. And how many have they won in their last six? One. (laughs) It ain't good. (laughs) They've won one. Uno. And the Big Ten. The Big Ten overall is pretty deep 
when you look at uh, teams. Now, they might not be top-heavy because we know the last <laughs> Big Ten champ has been 20-plus years. But the Big Ten as a whole is is pretty deep, and you beat up on each other all year long. Where I mean, you might have 10, 12 teams fighting for NCAA tournament berths. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is a disappointed Badger pipeline from the north. Our guy Troy. Hey Troy, how's <laughs> <laughs> how, how you doing, man? Let's go, let's talk it out. Let's talk it through. Uh, I'll give you a free therapy session right now. Actually, I probably need some therapy too. So, where, where do we begin? Huh? Um, That's I a think, great question. Uh, you, you hit it on the nose. Um, their identity is they have no identity, um, and boy, oh boy, everything you guys been saying that's just been going through my mind the last. 12 hours on what the heck is going on. But, um, you know, I think Rowdy might have hit it right on the nose, though, that everybody got excited when they were 14th. And if you look at that roster, even back then, because it hasn't changed, they weren't a top 14 team. But uh, things were going good at one time, and they've gone sour and south this time. Hey, i got to put a little shout-out out to my friend up in uh, Egg Harbor there, Tom. Yeah, I got Tom in Tom Egg Harbor. But, uh, I know you just mentioned him, but, I mean, Everything you guys just said is 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 happening like every two out of three games. They can't rebound this game, but then all of a sudden they rebound equally one game, but then they're back to being dysfunctional on the rebound. You know, one of the worst things that can go wrong is when Jordan Davis shoots a three and makes it his first shot of the game, because then it, then it's got then he's got the green light. Um, but, but he's out there trying. But I don't know. It's just a, it's just been a real. Did, real did we all think Jordan Davis was gonna? I, mean, I wanted them to. Don't get it twisted. But did we think he was gonna? You know, capitalize on a career high the game before. <laughs> you know, one of the things I've often said about this team this year is on offense, too much standing around and guys not going to their strength. They're they're always trying to do something that happens like one out of five times instead of going back to you know, what they can do. And let's be honest, you know, Tyler, Tyler Wall and, and Chucky have just been a disappointment offensively. Um, And Chucky gets taken to the cleaners on defense. Steven, the announcer, what's his last name? Steven Bardo, RJ's favorite and Tom's favorite. He he talks about Chucky, this great defender. I counted last night. There's at least five times Chucky got, Back down, and a guy got an easy bucket on because I was concentrating on, like, what is going on with Chucky? Now, I'll say this. Uh, Chucky, at, at first, I thought he was going to have a hell of a game. When he ran down that guy for that crazy block to start the game, I'm like, man, this guy's going to be dialed in. And then he just completely disappeared. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a message sent last night because he sat for the last six, seven, eight minutes. Yeah, so, it was awful. Um, yeah. it's, it sure is frustrating, but um, I, I will support Coach Guard right now because I know there's a lot of people shaking their head and, um, I know it comes down to him, but guys aren't playing up to their ability right now. And, yeah. um, you know, Tyler Walls, I know he's been hurt, but, man, Tyler, don't try to do some out-of-control stuff where you're, <laughs> you know, just back down like you usually do and make the free foot shot. But Troy, I don't know. if I remember correctly, weren't you in attendance uh, at the Barclays Center in New, in New York? Thanks for a reminder. Was it yeah. okay? That was when Badger basketball was like at its most putrid, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Uh, and any shades um, of that happening for you right now? Yeah, Who they lose to? They lost to Richmond and, and New Mexico, and New Mexico State. State. Yeah, back yeah. to back. Yeah, the Richmond Spiders. I, I first time I found out what their nickname was because uh, you know they 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 took it to us. But um, that was the game too. Or so you and Demetrius Trice's mom were like the only people there for Badger fans, and she was yeah. screaming the whole yeah. game. Yeah. I, I I literally was talking on the court to Colby King because he could hear me. There was nobody in attendance. <laughs> and it wasn't all pleasant. Like, Colby, take the ball to the hoop. What's wrong with you? Now, that um, team right then, Troy, compared to now, I mean, we're not. We haven't hit that kind of dire straits, have we? No. Yeah. No, and that team actually was, was more talented, too. you got to remember um, that that's when they had all that. There's a bunch of crybabies, though. Yeah. Right. But, but skill-wise, athletic-wise, they were more talented than this group. Um, you know, we got no bench. It just goes on and on. And uh, the expectation is the guys coming off the bench will do something. And some might say do, but a lot of times they don't. You know? I don't know if you're listening to start the show. Rowdy, uh, Rowdy made one man out of all the men on the bench. Yeah. Troy, if we combine all five guys that came off of the bench last night, one man, they had six points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, uh-huh. one block. That's five, yeah. that's five guys. That's that's not even a good one guy off the bench. 
Right. And my favorite, yeah. my favorite thing, and this is something that uh, you said, Troy, that just jogged my memory, and then I think Bardo had said it too. This is for you, RJ. Isaac Lindsay gets in, immediately oh. touches the ball, and just chucks up this like beyond NBA range three. I'm like, this dude's got the greenest yeah. light in America. And Bar- I think it was Bardo was like, usually you want to get a little warmed up before you start chucking up threes like that. But with this style of basketball, who knows? I, I, I do remember that. I don't understand that. That part of, of Greg Dart's teams, I don't understand it because I think in years back, if you did that, boom, you're out of here. He then, he then whiffed the layup like a couple of minutes later, and then he yeah, sat. Right. Well, and then right. Stephen Bardo also said, "Well, normally he's a pretty good shooter." I and like, I go, eh, "I don't know what game uh, he's ever watched." Why? <laughs> he's why been... when they uh, when they came on last night, and I found out that Stephen Bardo was doing a game, I just I'm, I was by myself watching the game. I just shook my head. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand that uh, that guy. I I need Robbie Hummel back because he uh, I think brings us a little more. Uh, I don't know luck. We need a lot of. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I love when Bardo's on because I know RJ's just cringing watching this TV set. (laughs) I'm hoping Saturday we can get it back, turn it around. But yeah, um, whatever whatever you've been doing, Troy, these last six games for Wisconsin, do the opposite. (laughs) All right. Maybe it'll inspire them to win or something. Rowdy shaved. So Rowdy shaved. Rowdy shaved. He's oh, trying to okay. inspire him. He did. He got rid of that gorgeous beard. Okay. I would say. Rowdy, you want to tell Troy what you did? That was just rocking a goatee. It's a goatee. It's it, it's nice. incredible. It's incredible, nice. Troy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get online and, and see. Yeah, check it out on Twitch. Twitch action. And, uh, yeah. and then, Rowdy, you can wave to me, so I know that. He's <laughs> not online yet. <laughs> just continue but to wave. Anyways. Sorry, Troy. Um, we love you, brother. Hey, hey just yeah. one quick question. Yeah. Earlier in your session, since I just jumped aboard, did we have a lot of uh, guard disappointment people out there uh, Coach guard this and Coach guard that. i haven't heard well i mean the, the show ton. the show is young right now but, but yeah, yeah there's been a lot of negative badger talk we had one we had yeah. uh, nate and shano yeah. calling it in the six o'clock first segment and said fire guard so yeah well i don't know i mean that's that's the course the reaction after uh paul chris gone everybody thinks it's as easy as just uh you know fire him and well, yeah, he did yeah, that in football yeah. but we do lack some athletic ability, obviously. Definitely. But, uh, not 18 points to Maryland. So. <laughs> Troy, let's hope we get right, a win fellas. on Saturday. See you, brother. Hey, see you, Troy. So, yeah, when Steven Bardo, I did laugh when he said, normally your first shot, don't, you don't I, want it to be a three, but he's normally a pretty good shooter. <laughs> oh, um, he um, is. Isaac Lindsley is shooting 27.6% from the field. Thirty-one point three percent from three oh, and fifty percent from the line. When he got into the game, I, I I said to myself, "Please, God, touch the ball and shoot it immediately." And he did it. And did I, it. I I I burst out laughing watching my televisions. I I my wife's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "You wouldn't even get it," because literally yesterday morning yeah. we were saying like how Isaac Lindsay he touches the ball, it's got to go up, got to shoot it, the greenest light in America. And I don't. I laughed. I'm sure Rowdy, you probably shook your head in disgust. Well, then you immediately sent the. Yeah. I immediately chat. sent a message saying, "Isaac Lindsay, one touch, one shot, one miss." <laughs> and then he totally whipped well, that free throw. If like, you just blindly away. were to tell me that Wisconsin would be out rebounded by ten boards, and Maryland would take twice as many free throws as they would, they're. They're not going to win that game. No. You're not going to win many games. What do you think of Adam Schefter? Adam Schefter, Rowdy, uh, as reporting of Aaron Rodgers, hasn't really been the greatest. Uh, but he is a guy that's in the know. He's got a lot of people, right? I would love to know what... Uh, I'm sure this guy's like Kevin Gates. He's got more than one phone. He's probably got two phones of so many numbers of people that he's in contact with. But well, the, the take on Adam Schefter, and is I guess specifically on reporting on, on the Rodgers stories, a guy that just like... We know he's not out there trying to get things wrong, right? Yeah, but it just seemed like uh, for a couple times, the Rodgers in particular, it was like he just ran with like something just to be the first person to have yeah. it out there on, on the socials. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I think Schefter, Rappaport, I mean, they're all pretty good at what they do. I That's feel the like they why don't sleep at all. Yeah. I don't know how those guys even have a family. Uh, let alone get a couple hours of sleep. But, yeah, there's a reason why they're in the position they're in the position of. It's because, you know, they're pretty good at what they do. All right, let's uh, share a little bit of it. Take a listen to the more Rogers drama uh, unfolding here. This is uh, coming from uh, SportsCenter. 
I said this is coming from Sports Center. Let me just reload it then. Uh, thank you, Internet. Uh, really making things easy for me here today. All right, one more time. This should work now. Here you go. Take a listen. That Rodgers will be traded this offseason. What more are you hearing? Well, you're saying it could be the biggest storyline of the offseason. Not mentioning the fact that we also have Tom Brady's future. We have Lamar Jackson's contract situation. Derek Carr's going to get traded. There's going to be a lot of quarterback news. But yes, Kevin, the big one could involve Aaron Rodgers. And look, it's hard to imagine that he's going to retire and walk away and surrender $110 million in guaranteed money. So that means he's either back with Green Bay or the team explores the idea of trading him. Now, Jordan Love is getting closer and closer to playing, and Aaron Rodgers is due $110 million the next two years for a team that is not well positioned against the cap. The easiest way to resolve some of that would be with the quarterback. You'd free up about $60 million in guaranteed money. You get back draft pick compensation. You'd have the ability to land other players. Again, not ideal, but keep this in mind, too. We saw Brett Favre traded when he was 38, turned 39 that season. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is 39. It doesn't go on for everybody. And, yes, one of these scenarios that the Green Bay Packers are expected to explore this offseason is the idea that they could have to part ways with Aaron Rodgers in the form of a trade. Doesn't mean it will happen, but if he wants that and they're on the same page, then that's certainly realistic and there's the possibility that could unfold this offseason. All right, so um, also Rodgers did note on the Pat McAfee show that his contract's not viable for the Packers or any team, for that matter, if he comes back, and he would be open to restructuring. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there just so many layers to the story? It's crazy. It's the, well, if you just start and look at it, the Packers' salary cap, that's one story. Yep. The fact if Rodgers wants to play or not, that's another part to the story. Well, um, what the Packers can get for him. Yep. What what the team looks like around him. What the contract looks like moving forward if he were to retire. What yeah. they can actually get for him. Uh-huh. And then he comes out and says, well, actually, you know, I know it's not likely that... <laughs> I know it's not likely you that, that uh, you want that Mike. I know it's not likely that my contract works for the Packers and a lot of other teams, but I'm open to restructuring and maybe changing my deal. Yeah, there's there's oh so my. many layers. There's so well, many layers like, to this onion. If you would have asked me before this interview and before some of the things that he said, I would say you are, and we've talked about this. One, you have to trade him now to get the most you can get, King, or you have to go through the Aaron Rodgers saga for the next three years and hope he doesn't retire. Yeah. Those would be the one out of the, the two things that I think you would have had to have and done. And as a guy that's like him and Han about retirement, like you can't do this song and dance every three years. But now if he's, opening to, if he's open to restructuring, this, whole, this is another curveball into yeah. the mix here. It is. Because then all of a sudden, I mean, this could be a very viable player for the next three years yeah. for the Packers, and you wouldn't have to trade him. Yeah, if and he you restructures. Could, and you could build around him. If he restructures, if he does his contract again, then yeah, not a viable contract right now, but could be. All right, Rod, you fix that mic real quick. I'm going to go to the phones. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Adam. Adam, what's up, dude? What's happening, broski? Hey, um, I just um, was kind of waiting for the Aaron Rodgers valve to be open before I called in, but I I gotta. I've been kind of sitting back watching, and and I got a different viewpoint on kind of how I think this is all gonna play out. Yeah. And it's the most American avenue that we got, and it's all about the Jing guys, right? Oh. Mark Murphy's got to step down in two years. Winning doesn't have to be where his priorities lie at this moment. What's gonna generate the most revenue for the Green Bay Packers is to keep Aaron Rodgers under center. He had pretty much tipped his hand that last year when he made the statement to the, the shareholders, I think it was, that if you're playing a lot of noon games, it's because your team sucks. Yes, he did say um, that. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that they've gone all in the win under the guy's tenure, and I think Mark Murphy's the way, I don't know what kind of kickback commission he gets, but I, I think while his, uh, while his days are numbered, the 
revenue is his biggest, uh, kind of his biggest focus. So I, I think on that reason alone, I, if Rodgers is playing, I think he's going to be back in Green Bay. Because he's because he's, ca- he's a cash cow? Because he's a cash cow? Absolutely. Yeah. And he, that's, you know, some of his comments have led, like, I, I think I've earned that money. They've given me generational wealth. They've basically, he's saying they've gotten a return on that investment. I, you know, yeah. we, the team, you know, he, there's, when you look kind of like the offensive line and, and, and some of the, the comments he made to embrace the younger guys this year too, like you got to start looking at what he'll block and how many scenarios there are for the suitors so, there that are actually still a better option in Green Bay on top of it, even with some, yeah. some ruffling, ruffled feathers, you know? Let me ask, let me ask you, Adam, like, um, just to play devil's advocate, because I also agree that Rodgers is a cash cow, um, obviously. The fact that there's a waiting list for the season tickets that if you get on it now, you get them like you're 70 years old. Does that go into play at all? Like they'll be fine without Rogers, you know, I mean, money wise. Yeah, they will. Oh, without question. And the, the sliding hill, that was kind of like a footprint for, for generational yeah. um, wealth for the franchise yeah. too. I get all that. Um, the likelihood of us being the showcase game to close out a season with Jordan Love next year versus Aaron Rodgers for that last playoff spot, I, I, I mean, yeah, you're onto something there. I don't think that would be the case. Yes. So that that's just a different thing. I haven't heard anyone kind of that's a, yeah, play I like that, that angle. I like that. No breaking news: Adam Schefter and others on Twitter. The New York Jets are hiring. Former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett Whoa! as their offensive coordinator. Rodgers to the Jets? Is it is it imminent? That's a that's some hey. significant news. Hey, that is huge. The Denver Broncos, they hired Nathaniel Hackett in hopes of snagging Aaron Rodgers, and so they got the failure that is Russell Wilson out there. Now are the Jets, I guarantee you this is why. The Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett to court Aaron Rodgers. That's some provocative stuff. I guarantee it. But the thing is, it's out of the Jets' control. It's whether the Packers want to keep Rodgers. Yeah, uh, agreed, but it definitely helps out the case for Rodgers. In the the event that the Packers don't want to keep Rodgers and Rodgers wants to go, there is not a place that makes more sense than the Jets. Where we stand. And this higher. Listen, I want Rodgers to be the Packers quarterback, but... If it does happen to him play somewhere else, I can't wait to see it unfold kind of like a Brett Favre scenario where you go to It'd the Jets funny. and then you start like like having crock shots of him. Plus, everyone's brought up. It's like, oh. To like some spiritual guru instead of a cheerleader. Everyone's brought up, you know, oh, can, can Rodgers really take the New York media? No. Uh, yes. He, he isn't pushed. Do, do those people realize like what he is here? Is the man. You know? He is. There's the most pressure because he is. You know, the next in line in the succession of Favre to Rodgers. He goes to New York. The Jets stink. He could play bad, and they've had bad quarterback play for 30 years. You know, it doesn't matter. Ben, do you think you could see this working out? Almost, they say history repeats itself. He gets traded to the Jets, plays one year in New York, and they're like, ah, this ain't it. And then Kirk Cousins has one year left with the Vikings. He then somehow makes his way to Minnesota. Dude, I would totally be here to see it all unfold like that. <laughs> Him with more like evidence, Justin Jefferson. More evidence the Matrix is glitching. Yeah. I mean, in theory, if if he were to play one Indoors, year for New York, which, which will help, you know, because we've seen the late season in the snow performances haven't been great. Put him in a dome. Oh, oh thank you, Jets, for giving us this nugget. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has you, one New more Jets. year left as the quarterback for the Vikings. He will be a free agent oh after God. next season. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, one year with the Jets, skirting over to Minnesota. That would be oh, hilarious. This, this could not be <laughs> unfolding any better. Listen, I and and the drama, the the ooh, the layers of the onion, Rowdy. Another another peel peeled off. And Schefter, I, Schefter's I, in it today. Schefter's oh, dialed in great. You know what he just tweeted? Uh, what? A direct quote from oh. Adam Schefter's Twitter account. Let's go. A gift to sports talk radio for yep. days to come. No doubt. New York Jets OC Nathaniel Hackett has a lot of friends with the Packers. Yep. Oh. Whatever that is. There worth. it is 35 seconds ago. Thank you, Shefty. You are a turd, but my God, you, you create some... Him and the golden goose keeps laying the golden eggs of Rodgers. Listen, rightfully so. You know, many were unhappy when I said I think the Packers are better off trading him or moving on. But now that we're seeing things play out, oh. 
admit the entertainment levels have, oh, have never been higher. I've never been more dialed in. To this re- might be better than Favre. Well, I mean, Favre was on the podium crying about retirement. and then, Yeah, but we have Twitter. Yeah. yeah, but you had like Ed Warner and some of those guys like flying down to Mississippi while yeah, like Brett Favre was like, like riding on his like, gator. Yeah. Sure. Mowing his yard. What do you think, Brett? Brett's like, I just want to mow my yard, man. I'm not sure. <laughs> you got any government phones, man? But, but listen, if Twitter existed in the Brett Favre saga, it would be exactly what it's like today. If Twitter existed in the Brett Favre saga, you would have seen his crank then. <laughs> Yeah, if social me- if social media, I don't and- think you've seen it, have you? No, I it's- have, and it's scarring. It's I'm jarring. Sorry to hear that? It's half mass. It's not even a full <laughs> foot forward. It's two Crocs and a and something that leans way too far to the left. Again, product placement. If you're gonna use those pictures, at least put your best <clears throat> forward. Yeah, there, there. I mean, there's a lot of stories out of uh, Wisconsin and the Green Bay area where if you had social media or dating apps like you do now, Brett Favre never would have been Brett Favre. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers crank, all right? I don't want this to fold out exactly like it. I don't want to see that. Do you? No. So that was a long pause. Well, you thought about it. That's fine. Yeah, I thought about the, uh, <laughs> thought about the best comeback. I, I was going to ask if you really didn't want to. Well, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Brody? I want to go back in time where we don't have social media. I want to go back in time where there's no social media. No comments. All right, Ben, let me ask you. The, all right, this different question before we go to break. Let's say it's... I don't want to do this. What if Roger subpoenas Goody? Yeah, thank you for like, saving me. I was going to go down a road I shouldn't have. On, on like Easter... You know, do you think Brian Gutekunst? All right, real quick before break because we're really late. Do you think Brian Gutekunst wants Rodgers out, gone? I mean, he drafted Jordan Love. He traded up and got Jordan Love, and he, then Rodgers put him through the whole cycle of of the the people and and like throwing Goody under the bus. If I'm Brian Gutekunst, I want Rodgers the f out because I think well, Goody number one doesn't want to bring some of his friends back, but two, I think Goody wants to have more freedom when it comes to building a roster and going forward. Like he's kind of his hands are a bit tied with Rodgers, and that's not a bad thing, right? Because you still have Rodgers, but concept of of the GM and frankly the coach having more power going forward. What did, what did I tell you weeks ago? A lot of about things. about Goody and his job security. That Danny Willett is is cooked. If if except for at Augusta, <laughs> except We're for a green jacket on the one year anniversary. There's a green jacket in play. He's he's ready, baby. Um, he's, anyways, he's full masked. What did I tell you about Goody? The easy answer to keep job security would be just to keep Rogers, because it's yeah. you're holding on to a legend, and you're like, oh, you know, you can look back hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, we probably should have got rid of him, but he's Aaron Rodgers. He's all favor, blah blah. If he moves on early, and Jordan Love stinks, and any quarterback they bring in stinks, he's the he's the a hole that got rid of a Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. The beautiful sounds of Led Zeppelin. Fronted by Robert Plant. Now, I don't know if this timeline adds up, but I think this is the case. Robert Plant was named after Rob Reichel. I think that's how that works. That timeline ends up because Robbie, a legend. Robert Plant, a legend. But Plant's parents are like, we love Rob's work so much covering the Packers. we got to name her son after that. Rob, is that true? You know, I, I think you've got the characters in the story right, only the timeline needs to be reversed. Oh. I, I, think I, I think maybe my parents named me after the great, remarkable, amazing, incredible Robert Plant. Because I know you were younger than Robert Plant. I don't know if there was like a DeLorean in play here, like a time machine. Like I didn't I didn't quite get it, but yes. Robbie, what's, <laughs> what's going on, dude? Forbes.com, Conley Media, our guy Rob Reichel. How we doing, Robbie? And I'll tell you what, if I had any sons, Evo, and, and I, I would have had no problem naming him Robert, but not after me... They would have been named after Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Robbie. Hey, Rob, now we have uh, entered into the most uh, nonsensical time of uh, the Packers, and that is the offseason uh, for the Green and Gold. And it all revolves around one certain individual, and it always seems to be number 12. Uh, again, still is. Oh, I, I thought you were going to tell me it was Pat O'Donnell or Jack Coco. <laughs> uh, Sam Congato, actually. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> no, but all right, Robbie. Like, Rogers, um, 
afforded some time. Uh, we talked about this last week to make his decision. Uh, did you know leave a little breadcrumb trail on the Pat McAfee show, or uh, as you call it, the punters show? But Robbie uh, Rogers did say that his contract not viable if he is indeed going to come back for the Packers or any other team, and maybe some restructuring in place. How how big of an anchor is this contract? around the Packers' neck right now, and does Rodgers kind of hold all the power? Yeah, I mean, the way that, I mean, give Rodgers credit on that front, Evo, the way this contract was structured, it, it really did give him power and control over the over this whole deal. I mean, 99% of the, the players in the NFL, I mean, the team usually holds the power in, in a lot of these contract situations, but just the way Aaron's was structured, last offseason kind of lets him run the show on this, Evo, and he's and he's soaking up every single minute of it. I mean, we, we, we kind of know the numbers. I mean, he, he's going to be paid $60 million this year. And in essence, Evo, the, you know, the, without getting into all the boring minutia and the details of this, you know, the Packers had him under contract. And by restructuring and, and extending this, they saved themselves a little cap room. But they, they, in essence, you know, gave him about $101 million extra dollars in this whole deal, um, which, you know, we all know Aaron needed desperately. Um, <laughs> but... You know, Evo, if they traded him before June 1, the way this works now, they'll take about a $40 million cap hit. If it's after June 1, you know, it's 15. If he re- if he retires, it's in that 40 range again. Um, I-, I certainly don't expect him to retire. He's not going to walk away from $60 million. He's going to soak up, uh, you know, as, as, as much of this time where he leads the sports centers and the Colin Cowherd shows and your show every single day. This is Aaron's time of year now, Evo. I mean, he's He's gobbling this up. I talked to somebody in the in the league yesterday and, and said Rogers is loving this. He, he you know, there's there's no pressure on him this weekend. Um, he, he he's not in one of these big you know championship games again where uh, he's going to be scrutinized for playing so ridiculously bad in the playoffs <laughs> for the last twelve years. Well, I mean seriously, and 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 he's still leading. You know, he's still the headline. Uh, you know, on on every major football website that's out there instead of. Uh, 49ers, Eagles, or Chiefs, Bengals. It's still Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. And and for a guy who is as egomaniacal as they come, uh, this, this is this is this is his time of year now, Evo. Um, and I'm sure you you and Nelly in there are the exact same way. Everywhere I go, Evo, it's the first thing people ask well, me. What do you, What do you think Rogers is doing? What do you think Rogers is doing? And Evo, he loves this. I'll say, loves, I'll say this, he Robbie. He absolutely loves to control this situation and control the narrative. Sorry, go ahead. If uh, if I look at Rowdy, Nelly over here, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth to Rowdy is, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? He'll want to throttle me. Like he, <laughs> he, he says, no, I'm not talking about it. I will beat your ass if you ask me about it. So I have to wait about an hour and a half. To, like you got to get Nelly a little warmed up. Then you can pepper in a little Aaron Rodgers. Then it's a little more palpable for Rowdy. Uh, but yeah, everyone else is e- like... Evo, e- 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 I said I'd like to take about a month-long nap and then just wake up and then have somebody <laughs> tell me what happened. I think Rowdy... So. Rowdy was, do you, month? Time? I'll take three months. <laughs> well, Rob, let me ask you, because at first... Uh, we'll talk something different than Aaron Rodgers momentarily, I promise you. But, Robbie, uh, especially with your new article at Forbes.com, a great one that I want to get to. But, Rob, Aaron Rodgers, after the the losing the lines of the press conference, I stayed up and watched it. I'm like, I feel like this guy like you know could be retiring, probably coming back for the Packers. Now, this week, uh, with all of the – this weekend into this week, I feel like like a trade is going to happen. What What's your gut telling you right now for Rodgers? You know, Evo, I, I've thought that at various times over the last couple of years, too. I've, I've thought at times there's a chance he's going to walk away from the game. And, and every time we get to September 10th and they kick the ball off on week one, he's under center. So I, I guess until proven otherwise, I'm going to stay in the camp that he's going to be the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback when we get to week one. And, and to be honest, Evo, I, I mean, if, if that winds up happening, I don't think it's good for really for any of the parties because the Packers aren't going anywhere significant next year. So Rogers will be unhappy about that. You're, you're probably going to wind up either having to, you know, have a disgruntled Jordan love if that happens or move him in a trade. And then you run the risk that he blows up and turns into a really nice quarterback for somebody else. And, you know, um, if, if, if that's the case, Ebo, it, it, it probably means um, that the, there's going to be a lot of contracts kicked down the road again, restructured um, payments come due down the road, 2024, 2025, et cetera. And the Packers already, 
you know, in salary cap hell because of, of that approach the last couple of years. Um, I, I get it. it. It's all floating around out there. I, I'll be honest, Steve, I, I think deep down the Packers know what they want to do and are going to do, and Rodgers knows what he wants to do and what, what, what he's going to do. The, the thing is, you, you and I don't know. The general public doesn't know mm. that, you know, there, there's only been breadcrumbs left behind. He, you know, he, Evo, he started this after the Bears game in whatever that was, week 14, you know, when they when they started that winning streak. And it, it, it was odd, you know, they, they, they had the big win where they rallied in the fourth quarter. They were down 19-10 and came back and won 28-19 that day. And, and he starts talking about next year and there needs to be mutual interest from both sides for him to come back. I mean, it was really odd that he – you know, he started throwing out that narrative already with a, with a month left in the season, and he's he's kind of continued that over the last whatever we're at now. Let's call it eight weeks. And um, you know, the Packers for the most part have been relatively quiet. I don't think Rogers heard what he wanted to hear, Evo, when he when he when he left town after his exit interview. Um, in terms of how many of his buddies were probably not going to be brought back, and that's why he went on the offensive. Uh, you know, a Tuesday and a half later, huh. and and he went to McAfee and he started you know clamoring for for Big Dog and Mercedes Lewis and Alan Lazard and Bobby Tunyon and those guys. Um, you know, he he always tries to get out ahead of the uh, of the game with some of these media strikes, and he was doing it that day on on the McAfee show. You know, and and, and now the trade stuff is being floated, and 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 Evo, I mean, there's a lot of places you could potentially send him that I think are win-win for, for both sides. I mean, uh, there, there's half the league needs a quarterback and, you know, half of those teams, Evo probably have a general manager on the hot seat. So you're looking at right. six, eight teams easily uh, that, that, that I think would, would get in the mix for, for Aaron Rodgers. You know, if, even if you keep him in the own, in your own conference, the whole, the whole NFC South needs a quarterback. Washington needs a quarterback, right? The Jets desperately uh, need a quarterback. Houston, I mean, Houston will probably draft one, but but Houston yeah. needs a quarterback. The Colts desperately need a need a quarterback. I mean, there, there's a lot of places, Evo, you could send him. Tennessee desperately is going to need a quarterback if they move on from Tannehill. So I, you know, I think the Packers could have a mini bidding war, Evo, and and probably get what it is they want for him. Uh, there's going to be a general manager out there that understands he's trying to save his tail and he's going to give up a little bit more to trade. And, and I think that can wind up being a win-win. Uh, but again, long, long answer to your initial question, Evo. I, I think this all eventually blows over. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and Rogers is the quarterback. And, and he's brought <laughs> back and he's, and he's your quarterback when, when you kick it off and whatever, whatever day you start, in, um, you know, so in this, early September. Do the song and dance again. So, Rob, there's so many layers to this Rogers. Trade him, keep him, do whatever. Now he's talking on Pat McAfee that he's open to restructuring a deal. Do you think that goes a long way in him staying in Green Bay? Because I, I never would have thought that that would have came out of his mouth. Evo, I don't, you know, I don't know that that, I, again, I, I'm not a cap guru. Um, I know how the contract is structured right now, and it's tricky. I, I'm, I'm largely under the impression, uh, impression even if it's restructured, it, it's going to be really hard for the Packers to save significant cap room on it, you know, this year, or you're just pushing, again, the bill down the road. I don't know that, that that's a, a deal the Packers are going to necessarily want to get involved in or with I again I think that's one of the reasons he threw that out there because I think largely it's an improbability or almost an impossibility um you know again unless Green Bay wants to carry all this dead cap weight coming up in the in the near future um you know at at some point Green Bay's got to get on with the next chapter of of football right that's 16 glorious years of Brett Favre they've had you know, 15 really good years of Aaron Rodgers as, as the starting quarterback. I, I think that story's gone about as far as it can go, guys. And, you know, uh, again, even with Rodgers back, it's, it's a 500 football team I think you're looking at. They, they, they don't have a lot of avenues to get themselves better because even as we're talking today, guys, they're $20 million over the salary cap. Yeah. And that's, what the, that's without touching a single one of their own free agents. So the, the roster's going to look a lot different, and, and they're going to lose. You know, again, they're, they're not losing – a Saquon Barkley or a Lamar Jackson type of free agent stud studs that are floating around out there, but they're going to lose a lot of really good football players. Uh, you know, th- this, this off season from, you know, from your Alan Lazards to your, to your Bobby Tunyons to whoever, um, you know, they're going to cut a couple of guys. They'll probably cut a, 
uh, Devondre Campbell, a, a Preston Smith, Aaron Jones level type of a player, and just just to get themselves to that cap space. So it's 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 not going to be a particularly good football team next year. It's not going to be a team that's going to challenge for an NFC title. I mean, the, the the division is so lousy. I guess they've got a chance to to hang around and challenge in the North, but they they have no chance to challenge. I would say in the NFC or certainly for for a Super Bowl team. So you know, I, again, at some point in time, I I think you. You, you, you rip off the Band-Aid, you, you start looking to the future, you, you turn the page, you, you, you start writing the next chapter. This seems like the perfect time, guys, where you can still get some draft capital for him. I mean, keep in mind, he, he is 39. He'll turn 40 this, this particular football season. Every year you get less and less and less for the guy. It just seems, Nelly, to me, it, it, instead of dorking around with that contract again and, 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 and trying to redo it and send some money down the road, you just you shake hands, you wave goodbye, you say, "Well, we'll we'll see you in the Hall of Fame down the road, and we'll retire your number here and throw you a party like we did for Brett." And and everybody kisses and goes in their own direction. Huh. Robbie, I won't lie. One of my pet peeves is paying players that are, that aren't on your team, yep. a la Ryan Braun through twenty thirty one, Lorenzo Kane for the foreseeable <laughs> future, and let's not forget our Bucks, Larry Sanders. Isn't, isn't he I'm done? Up. Isn't he off? He's finally done, yeah, but done. still long enough. Paid all. Is Joel Sanders still getting paid? No. No, well, now, well, Nelly, or or how about this? Or paying Christian Yelich, even though he is on your team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, touche. Hey, by the way, happy birthday to <laughs> happy birthday to Bob Euchre, a guy I'm glad the Brewers pay. 89 years young today, Bob Euchre, Robbie. How about that? Hey, amen. And, and just, Rob, just 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 feel bad that Bob's had to watch 50 years of that. We. <laughs> And hey, well, we can harken back on simpler times right here. Also, on this day in history, in 1997, the Packers won Super Bowl 31. Rob, uh, hey, uh, 26 years ago, a glorious day, right? Let I us mean, all rejoice. Hey, and and we thought many more were coming there, and we thought many more were coming after they won it on. Well, I think it was I think it was February 10th of of 2011, and we thought that group was yesterday. Win three or four. Yesterday yeah. was when the Broncos beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. By the way, not to right. bring up a that bad was the 25th, right? Yeah. right. Hey, right. on this day in uh, 1982, the Brewers were gearing up for their World Series run. And we trust me, we haven't forgotten about that, Rowdy. <laughs> yeah, they, well, no we haven't forgotten, forgotten about, about that, that one, Rob. No one, hey, no now, one celebrates now, now, a second place finish more. Nelly, there'll be three more celebrations at Miller Park to try to get fifteen thousand fans. <laughs> Hell, I think they're having one tonight just for fun, you know. So they might, they might, right? Hey, Rob, before I let you go, uh, really, <laughs> I do want to ask you, uh, you know, who you got the conference championships this weekend? But first, uh, d- tell the folks, you know, something that's not Aaron Rodgers related, a kind of a breath of fresh air uh, up at Forbes dot com that you just put out. Well, again, I just I threw something up there because I, I'm a little errand out myself, and I think a lot of people are. And I and I get it; he moves the needle, and he's a headline maker and all that. But I threw up a story this morning or or last night about um, you know free agency, and the Packers have 14 unrestricted free agents for the most part. They've got three restricted free agents coming up, and 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 Ebo, like like I kind of talked about, they they don't have any real cap room, but they're going to have to find a way to bring a handful of these guys back. Um, you know, kind of heading the list is Keyshawn Nixon, who, who everybody knows, kind of saved their special teams and 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 revitalized a, a kick return unit that had been dead for two and a half decades. That um, was was absolutely remarkable this year. You know, they've got the Alan Lazards in there, the the, the Bobby Tunyons, the Adrian Amoses, the, Dean Lowry is in there, Jaron Reed. Um, I mean, they again, they don't have any huge name pro bowler guys, but but they've got a handful of, of solid starters. And, you know, when, when, when you start to look around the, that roster and, and the money that's committed right now to – to, to Rogers and Rogers is over 30. Bakhtiari is 30. Aaron Jones is 20 who he'll either be released or restructured. Kenny Clark. I want to say guys is 23. Uh, you know, Preston Smith is 15. Jair Alexander is 21, 22. It goes on and on your top six, seven players, the way it's structured right now are going to gobble up over half the cap. So it's not going to leave a whole lot of money for, for the other 45 guys that, that you've got to tuck into this roster. And like we talked about, you know they are twenty million over the cap, and 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 they're going to have to make some some significant moves with some of these other high priced guys. Um, I mean, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, they're going to lose the majority of those seventeen players that that I kind of outlined in the article, Evil. But they've got to find a way to get back four, five, six of those. I mean, I get it; they'll replenish in the draft, and 
Um, you know, they'll, they'll pick up a couple of guys probably late in the free agent process for, for minimum wage kind of deals that can fill special teams voids of, yeah. of, 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 a, of a Dallin Levitt or somebody like that who they could lose or whoever it turns out to be. Uh, you know, but 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 Evo, they've they've got to find a way to bring back a handful of these guys. I think just to just to even you know stay in that eight and nine, nine and eight range where they where they were this year and not plummet, let's say to a six and eleven or something like that. Uh, to me, the number one guy is Keyshawn Nixon. Like I said, he saved he kind of saved the special teams. Alan Lazar is going to get paid by somebody. It, it only takes one team, and it's he's probably going to price the out of Green Bay. The Bobby Tun- yeah, Bobby Tunyon might get priced out of Green Bay. People like that. Evo, there's just not going to be enough money because they're in this cap hell from from the Rodgers dorking around the last few years and some of these other contracts that that have been that that have been big. So you know, free agency is going to be a remarkable time to to watch what happens in Green Bay. I I think the fans are going to be disappointed, Evo, because a lot of these guys are going to get out of town. Uh, But you know that that that's what I kind of went through in the article, Evo. Who, who's available and, you know, what, what Packers are coming due and really what are the odds that Green Bay can keep these guys? Uh, Robbie, I really like what you've been peppering in. You said it twice today, dorking around. I like that. And, Rob, <laughs> you know, we're, I, we're creeping up towards the draft, Rob, and Mel Kuyper's already got the Packers slotted to take Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. A lot of people like that pick. I think, haven't you been on that bandwagon for a while, Nelly? Yeah, yeah I just, I don't believe the Packers will take a tight end in the first round. No, they'll go defense. We know that. They'll be, they'll be dorking around on defense, right? They'll, they'll be dorking around with their next defensive guy from Georgia. Why don't you start peppering that in? I love it, though. Dorking. I, 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 don't, I don't know where that came from. I love it. Keep going with it. I might have to, I might have to borrow it from you, too. I like it. I like it a lot. Hey, Rob. <laughs> I, might, I might have to work that into my everyday vocabulary. Yeah, dorking around with Rob Reichel. Just yeah. dorking around. Right, there we go. I like that. Bring it back. Hey, Robbie. Uh, Bengals Chiefs. Who you got? Bengals. Uh, and then Eagles, Niners. Niners. I had the Niners when I had the Niners win in the Super Bowl back in September. I'm going to stay with that pick until yep. proven otherwise. I, I know they're a lot. I know, I know it's tough sledding with a rookie quarterback going on the road against a really good football team. But but I, I'm going to go 49ers, Bengals, like a, like a repeat of the Joe Montana, you know, Boomer Esaias, and Kenny Anderson years. All right, Rob. And any words of advice for Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badger basketball team before I let you go? My God, Isaac Lindsay couldn't play a Middleton High School guy. I mean, what is what is that all about? He's got the greenest light in America, Rob. He touches the ball, he shoots it. Or or or, or he back cuts it. He can't catch a. Would you say? He, would you say he's dorking around? Yeah, well, on defense he dorks around, doesn't he? Because boy, those Maryland guards attacked the absolute hell out of him every trip down, didn't they? Oh, uh, I mean, I I don't know. I guess get ready to start selling your NIT tickets. Oh, right? oh, right. Lo- loading up for the nit, baby. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a flashback to to Danny Jones and Trent Jackson and Willie Sims and Patrick Tompkins. Roll out roll out that thirty five year anniversary of the NIT team. <laughs> Rob, I love you, dude. Have a good day, brother. Much love. All right, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Dorking around with Rob Wright. <laughs>